Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Josh, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Josh Allen Dykstra is the Chief Energy Officer at Helios. He is the co-founder of The Work Revolution. He is an official member of the Young Entrepreneurs Council and an official member of the Forbes Coaching Council. I'm excited to have you on. Josh, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me, George. Uh, let's see. I am uh, well. Uh, first of all, I'm based in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Nice. I'm a proud dad to two little ladies, and uh, I, I also help lead this organization, as you mentioned, called Helios, where uh, where we help uh, large organizations address stress and change, and really truly become places where people love to work. Uh, I I do all of this because I firmly believe that work is the dominant organizing force in our lives. It you know, determines where we live. It determines who we're friends with, who we see the most. Uh, and it has more, generally more impact on our overall well-being and quality of life than anything else in our lives. So in other words, if your work sucks, your life kind of sucks, yeah. right? But, <laughs> but, if the, but the opposite is true too. Right? If you love your work, your whole life is better. So I, I vote we do more of that. Amen. I appreciate that. Mm. You know, and sometimes it bugs me when people say, you know, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. You know, <laughs> yeah, and there's probably that. some folks that, that, that really believe that. And then on the flip side mm. of the coin, the opposite is, you know, people absolutely hate their work and, and hate yeah. their lives. Um, and I, yeah. I, I always hate to, to kind of boil it down to, well, in order to make you know, start moving in the direction of the whole, I love what I do. You just need to sort of start by changing your outlook. Mm, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And what, what we've noticed too is, is just that there's uh, you know, deep down for most people, uh, there seems to be this belief, you know, and, and it's hidden kind of pretty far down below for, for some of us. Uh, but there's this belief that work is actually supposed to hurt me. <laughs> like that, that work is right. It's why we call it work for goodness sake, yeah. right? It's supposed to be painful. And if it's not painful, then it's, it has no business being called work. And this is such a myth. It's such a, it's such a story, but it's such a really kind of deep, deeply held and, and kind of, um, widely spread story. Many, many people, I'd say most people actually have this story. So that, that is a big part of what, what needs to be adjusted just in our own kind of personal thinking. Yeah, that, that's such a funny thing, right? And it's just yeah. probably just ingrained in us that we must toil mm. in order to be mm. compensated. 
Yeah, and yeah, and it absolutely. Well, then there's this other myth too that that uh, that somehow that is actually producing great results, and and the opposite is actually true. And right? mm-hmm. it, it turns out, and all all the research from the last two decades basically supports this idea that if you actually enjoy the work you do, you do it better. And so that, that, that doesn't hold up either, right? This idea that you just need to power through work harder and that's how we get more done. So even if you're a true like productivity person, the argument doesn't hold up. Uh, because really when you actually enjoy what you do is when you get into flow, it's when you get way more done, you're way more productive, efficient, effective, uh, when you're actually in flow and in your zone. So that, that's the direction to go. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It seems well, how how long have have we been having conversations like this about how work should not be awful? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's what everybody talks about in the bar, you know, at the end, right? Sure. Or right out, out at work, right? We're all talking about, uh, you know, how we we don't like our boss or this crazy thing that happened at work, and right. So it's a topic of of many many conversations, uh, and yet again, we seem to just be resigned to this this as the reality. And, and not kind of appreciating that it's it's humans who created this reality. Uh, it's it, it's us who decide uh, how work works. And if we enough of us decide we want it to work differently, it, it will and it can. Yeah. And it does seem like this is not in, in, in we're we're always probably going to complain about work. But how, how long have we been has sort of the light bulb come on and saying, you know what, it seems like. It seems like we'd be a lot more productive if we were happier, and there's no reason that 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 yeah. that, that, that we shouldn't like working. And you yeah. you referenced it's been a couple of decades of research, but it, yeah. it seems like it's a relatively new field. Yeah, I think well, and in, and in, in one yeah, it depends on how you look at it, I suppose. I think a lot of this kind of stems from the the you know the industrial kind of revolution, and and the way that that work shifted back then. Right before that, almost everybody owned their own businesses, and with that kind of shift, everyone moved into this factory mindset. And we've we've probably all heard a bunch about that, you know, from many different sources. But really, that that is such a it's a crucial kind of uh, a moment in time when we we fundamentally shifted the way we work, and and the assumptions around work. Uh, became this really mechanistic factory driven kind of thing. And so ever since then, right, so we're looking at the past, you know, I don't know, 100, 200 years, something like that, uh, depending on kind of where exactly you measure it from. Um, But that's really kind of the point where work started being disconnected uh, to a a large degree, at least from meaning, right? As one of my friends said, you know, before the industrial revolution used to, used to make shoes, right? And you could see how shoes would help people. Uh, when you moved into a factory, you put a nail in the left boot and it's pretty hard to see right. <laughs> the meaning, the meaning of your job <laughs> when you're, you know, left boot one nail guy. <laughs> yeah. So that's a totally different relationship with work. And so, yeah, it's been going on for a while, but it's so deeply ingrained now, uh, that we all just think this is normal. Uh, but it's, but it's not normal. And it's not the way it should be. No. So somebody's listening and they say, okay, yeah, I'm interested in having the place where I work or my company become a place where people really love to work. So how do we, how do we get rolling in that direction? Uh, Yeah, totally. Um, well, I think, uh, there's a, there's a couple things. And I talk a, a little bit about this in my TEDx. Um, so that might be a good place to actually get started is is to learn a little bit more about that. I would say that the core of, of what we're what we're selling, right? What what Helio sells is a philosophy. Uh, 
So if, if you don't buy if you don't buy anything else from us, uh, please buy this idea that work should actually give you energy. Work should make you feel energized. It should not suck the energy out of you. Um, and so that's really, I think, the place to start is to start challenging our own mental models of the way we think about work. Somebody use, use this metaphor. Right, right now, it's a lot like we're in a, kind of a real-life version of The Matrix. Right? Remember that movie? Sure. Uh, <laughs> right. But so instead of, you know, it's, it's not the uh, – it's not the robot overlords right right now, but it's the workplace systems and, and our workplace systems, not the people, the outdated systems are, are kind of these overlords and we are the human batteries. The systems we have are designed to suck the life out of us in order to power the machine. This isn't that the system's broken. It's actually doing what it was designed to do kind of to our last point. Uh, so I think really the first the first step is to really get clear in our minds that that the current system is outdated and dehumanizing uh, and it's unsustainable. Uh, and, and until we really believe that right, we won't actually attack this problem at the core kind of systemic level where it needs to happen. This needs to be a system upgrade. And this is one of the reasons why. We have been having this conversation for decades and, you know, the needle around engagement, let's say employee engagement hasn't moved. It's because we're, we're treating symptoms instead of the system. And so I'd say that's the first place to start is to just kind of really, really get yourself familiar and understanding uh, with the system level problem that we're dealing with. Uh, and then the next step, though, right, there's there's a couple different things we can do. And I don't know how, how deeply you want to go into this, um, but I'll just say it at, at a you know, the, the first thing I would do is really start to understand what gives you energy and what sucks it out. This we found is kind of the, the door that when you walk through it, everything else starts to kind of, uh, uh, well, the, the things that don't work start to unravel and the things that actually, uh, gra- that you gravitate towards start to become illuminated. So I start to move more towards the things that actually give me energy when I work. And I start to move away from the things that, that suck the energy out of me. And, but in order for me to do that, I really need to build something that we call energy intelligence. I need to build my understanding of the specific, you know, tangible activities that I do at work that give me energy. I need to know exactly what those things are. A lot of us you know, uh, can identify pretty readily the things that suck the life out of us <laughs> at work. Yeah. Uh, but I, but many of us, yeah, exactly. I have eight bosses. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. I, I have, uh, but most of us haven't spent a whole lot of time uh, really learning what gives us energy. What are those things that kind of, again, put me in flow, put me in my zone, uh, and can I speak to those things really specifically in the course of my work day? And that's the place I would I would start. Yeah, I I I love everything about that. So, so I'm I'm listening and I'm like, okay, that that makes sense to me. So how do I begin to increase my energy intelligence? How do I really identify yeah. those those tasks that do give me energy? Yeah, totally. So I, I, I will mention that we, we have an online course that helps with this. If you want to go that route, you can. It's just at helios.work slash U-Y-E, which stands for Upgrade Your Energy, U-Y-E. 
if you don't have the money, you don't have the cash. You can do this on your own. Uh, and you can absolutely do this without spending a dime. You know, you're going to need to invest something, right? You're going to need to invest your time right, into focusing on this. But you can do it because your body is actually a built-in energy detector. And so <laughs> our bodies are very good. We feel when we're energized and we feel when we're drained. Yeah. The challenge isn't that we don't feel it. The challenge is that we've been kind of programmed to ignore it, to ignore the feeling. And so the, the problem here isn't, yeah, it's not that we can't uh, do it on our own. It's just that we've not uh, had the practice of doing this for a very long time. You know, most, most things about work say, oh, just power through, work harder, keep going. Um, and so that's what I don't want you to do. Right. So if you want to just kind of lean into this, uh, one thing that we recommend, you could just take a, a simple piece of paper, put two columns on it, you know, put, uh, energizing on the top of one column and draining on the top of the other and just start to keep a journal, just start to keep track of the things throughout your day that are energizing for you and the things that are draining for you. And eventually as you start to build this list, even over a course of maybe a week or two, you'll start to see patterns in the activities that you write down. You'll start to say, oh my goodness, when I do creative, like brainstorming things, you know, coming up with ideas, oh, I love that. Uh, or, you know, on the draining side, you might say, oh, man, when I have to be in these brainstorming meetings, it sucks the freaking life out of me. Right. So depend, depending on who you are, this is going to be very unique. We talk, we, we talk about this like a fingerprint, right? You've, your energy profile, what brings you energy at work is completely unique to you. And so just starting to identify patterns, that was a perfect way to start. And then over time, right? so the other thing to, to remember is that this isn't something that happens overnight, it's not, it's not like the world's going to somehow, you know, all, all of a sudden magically conform to allow you to work in your energizers hundred percent of the time. That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, but what you can do is if you, with enough persistence and you know, kind of relentless commitment, you can do this for yourself because it's all about kind of chipping away, right? It's doing one more thing this week that energizes me and doing one less thing that doesn't. And if, if I do that, enough weeks in a row, I have fundamentally changed the way that I feel about my work in just a few months. Yeah. And just, I think that that's such a valuable exercise. Anytime we can put pen to paper and really be aware and mindful of the way that we're feeling and reacting to certain situations, um, that's, that's such an empowering thing. So knowing that, yeah, I've, I've got to sit through this webinar or this, this call or this meeting, but I know that for a good chunk of the rest of today, I'm going to be able to do a lot of the things that I really enjoy. That's got to yep. put, put a positive spin on it. Yep, exactly. And just do a little more of that. So the goal, right, isn't don't get ahead of yourself, right? The goal isn't to get to 100% tomorrow, right? The goal is to try to get as close to 100% yeah. as, as you can, you know, by the, the however long you've got on this planet, right? Like that's the time horizon. It's not you know, tomorrow or next week, but it, it takes a lot of kind of relentless commitment to this process. Nobody else can do this for you, right? Your, your, your manager won't do it for you. Your, your mom won't do it for you. You've got to do this for yourself. Uh, but it's really worth your time and energy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And that's, that's true of all things worth having and worth doing mm -hmm. is, is you need to put the work in <laughs> or the yeah. perhaps perhaps the the effort and the time in and we're not talking about a ton of time that it's going to take to do this mm -hmm. but I, I i really believe and i think that what you're talking about is so important and valuable because 
we're not talking about waving a magic wand and all of a sudden you're going to love your job. It's a matter of you're going to slowly and slowly and slowly chip away at this and then you will have a yep. much more enjoyable relationship with, with your work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What we, what we, for, what we really believe is, you know, again, loving your work isn't something that's just going to happen to you most likely for most of us. Yeah. Um, but it is something you can learn to your point, right? So it's just like anything else we can learn how to do. If you want to learn how to play the piano, you can do that too, but that's going to take work. When you learn how to play a sport, you can do that too. Um, but it takes practice. And so the practice is kind of the, the magic word here. And so if you're, for, for people, they, they, they grew, go through this exercise and hopefully people have enough autonomy to be able to, to manage their schedule. But if they feel like they're in a situation where they're really being micromanaged and they go through this exercise, do you coach them and just say, hey, be, just be proactive and be, I, I guess proactive is the term, and be upfront with your supervisor or whoever and say, you know what, I understand that these are all things I need to do and take care of, but how, how can I be in a position to do more of these things? Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, knowing that not everybody does have a, a great manager, you know, in their work, um, statistics would say it's just the opposite, actually, that most, most managers are not great. And this is actually one of the, the problems with the system to just point back to that for a second is, uh, you know, management as an operating system and organizations is actually terribly inefficient. That's a, that's probably a different podcast though. Um, so, recognizing though that we're not all in situations that uh yeah that make this easy right mm-hmm. uh one of the messages here is to say if you're if your manager if your leader your team leader is anywhere anything close to decent <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a way to frame this where it will make sense to them which is to say hey if i can go about my work doing these things doing it in this way you know, headed, headed in this direction, right? We're, we're going to work towards these results. Let's get clear about the results we need to get to, but I can go about it in a way that energizes me. I'm still going to get the results, but I'm going to maybe go about it a little differently than, than you maybe think I should. Let's give this a try and let's see how much more effective I am. Let's see how much faster I get this done. Let's see how much more efficient I am. If I go about this using my own kind of path, Um, and any decent manager will say, yeah, let's give that a try, right? If you're going to get this done faster and better, um, it would make, that will make me look good, right? If (laughs) if you do that. Uh, so there's like, there's a way to frame this that will make sense to a decent manager. Um, again, knowing that not everybody is in that situation. Um, so the other, the other way to, to think about this, uh, is to, Again, kind of look at this as something that that you need to do for yourself. Um, I I need to take on these things. I need to take this responsibility on myself. And and if this isn't something that can happen, right? If I am actually at not able to be an energized version of myself in my role in my job under this manager, whatever situation you're in, that's a really good reason for you to start thinking about maybe going somewhere else. Uh, yeah. right. If that really just can't happen and you've tried and the manager is, is a lid for your, you know, uh, elevation, they're not letting you go, go further. Uh, I'd say that's a really, really good cue for you to start uh, asking yourself some harder questions about where you should be. Uh, that would actually help you be a, a, a better, you know, more energized version of you. Thousand percent. I love it. 
Well, Josh, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I think, I think the most important thing is, you know, we talked about the Matrix, right, and this idea that, that right now we are the battery. Uh, I think the most important thing is to quit being the battery and start learning about your battery. So what, what I mean by that is each of us, we have this kind of internal battery. It keeps us going throughout our day and then, of course, needs to be recharged at night when we sleep. Uh, we don't often realize, though, again, uh, kind of back, pointing back to some of our earlier conversation, that the ingredients, right, the chemical makeup of, of our batteries, they're all completely unique. Right? What, there's a unique combination of activities that light me up and recharge my battery. And there's a completely different, unique combination of activities that light you up and recharge your battery. And this is the most important thing for you to learn about. Again, loving work isn't something that's probably just going to happen to you. And, and loving work, right? Love itself is kind of a complex idea, right? <laughs> like that's, sure. that's really, that's really complicated. So, so don't focus on the love part. Focus more on this energy, walking through this door of understanding your energy. And so the more you can put things that energize you into your workday, and minimize doing the things that suck the life out of you. That is absolutely the most important thing I can tell you. Start there, and you, again, you do that a little bit week after week, you'll be astonished at how much progress you can make in just a few months or a year. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Josh, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find Helios at helios.work. Uh, we're online, not .com, .work. Uh, and you can find me online at uh, joshallen.com. And that's uh, J-O-S-H-A-L-L-A-N, two A's, two L's, joshallen.com. And I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. You know, I'm, I'm pretty easy to track down if you want to chat. So I'd uh, love to talk to you. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Josh your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to helios.work. Go to joshallen.com, follow him all over the internet, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Josh. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.